This is Colossus, and you're listening to The High Regard Show. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is The High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, don't get better than that. Nope, sir. The things we do for you, listeners. Press buttons like a sausage-fingered freak. We don't listen to Tom talk enough. Oh, please. I got a hot mic here. Got a hot mic. Yeah, and welcome <laughs> to the show with the new intro. Yeah, what did you guys think? Changing it up a bit. Yeah, and we still might change it up as it goes along. Who knows, man? It's just a little ditty I put together in my... Insomnia. <laughs> Insomnia. Seriously, no joke. Like, that was a night I did not go to sleep at all. Got out of bed and was like, hey, I got this idea for a song. And then I sat down, and that song sounds nothing like the song that was in my head, but being I don't know anything about music... That's the one we're going to go with. The and one you know, that's done. And that night that you had insomnia, I awoke from maybe a two-hour slumber, Lucky which was you. the only slumber that I had that night. Or anybody for that matter. But I awoke to the the feeling of the bed shaking because you were shaking your wrist trying to get your stand goal on your Apple Watch. And what wound up happening that day? You had like... 20 of 24 stands that day. Yes. It was crazy, and man. And then I was like, what the hell is going on? Those were my first words to you. And you said, I'm trying to get another stand. And then you told me, and then you start like prattling on about how you were hungry. And it was four o'clock in the goddamn morning. I don't know what happened, man. That my I couldn't sleep at all. So if Tom reason, doesn't sleep, ain't nobody gonna sleep. What do you need to sleep for? You write the new. You write about things, about like the world events that everybody just wants to sleep through. Do I? Is that what I do? Sometimes you do have to write some presidential stuff and some mayoral stuff. I feel like the last debate here in New York City put the whole city to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I'll be glad when election season and the election anniversary is over, and then I could just go back to just being disgruntled about other things. Well, that's what one would hope, but here's what I think about your... <laughs> that's it. And if you start hearing sounds throughout the show, aside from the new, you know, intro to the show and the new bumper for, you know, the potsy, there's also going to be some sound effects thrown in maybe. Because what do we have here, Nikki? A hot mic. A hot mic. We have a hot mic. I was like, I don't know a dog that's trying to eat her Halloween costume. A dog that is trying to eat. Much, much controversy over the Halloween costume. I can't even get into it, but I'm just saying much controversy over the Halloween <laughs> costume. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So do you tell tell me, do you have like a you heard this? Week? I do have a you heard this week. That has nothing to do with the Halloween costume. It has nothing to do with the Halloween costume, but it kinda has to do with the theme of this week's show. Oh, well then, by all means, please. Yeah. This week's you heard. Yes, yeah, go Comes on. to us from Convent between 146th and 147th Street. Oh, she just got the life. Now, 
surprisingly, they were not talking about Kona, but they might as well have been. Because this dog has a pretty damn good life. I'd say she does. Especially when you're in the middle of the show and she's just been sleeping the whole day and she goes, oh, is it work time? Well, I'm going to work too and start building something. She was literally a turd all day. All day. All this dog does is sleep. And now she wants to play. Now because her attention, our attention is not on her. And I think she too likes the sound machine or at least is kind of like, what is this all about every once in a while? If anything, it gets her to settle down for a second. (laughs) Was that a whistle? Was that a siren only a dog could hear? Pretty much. Anyway, that was this week's (laughs) Heard. All right, so. So we have been dog owners. We have. Since, for you know, for about six weeks now, I'd say. Um. Yeah, I think five or six weeks at this point in time, and I would say. We've learned a lot about owning a dog in New York City. We certainly have, um, and most of it is negative. Yeah, I would say. yeah, I mean, pretty much. Like, I always remember seeing people, like, walking their dogs and, like, you know, they look happy or, you know, sometimes you see the people that just use their cell phones the entire time that they're with their dog. And that always pissed me off. Like, especially here, because it's not like a lot of people have, like, a backyard that they could put their dog out and to, like, run around and do their zoomies and stuff like that. Like, in Pennsylvania, we had fields and big, huge yards that, like, our dogs ran around in. Well, yeah, and we, you know, talked about it between you and I, where it's like, we want her to get that crazy energy out of her and stuff. I mean, especially after the day, like if she has to go walking with me and stuff, because, you know, she's trying to learn how to do, like, Service dogs. Yeah, stuff. she's learned, she's she's cramming in a lot of stuff. And so, like, on her free time, we want her to be able to do... Puppy things. Yeah, because, I mean, she's only a year and a half old, so, I mean, she should still be having fun. She's just a binky, a baby binky. But then you bring her you know, into the apartment and it's like eight o'clock at night and you're like, you know that people like two or three floors below us are being able to hear yeah. everything this dog is doing right now. Right? Yeah, she was like scraping around before and it was just like, dude, settle down. I'd yeah. kill you. I'd hate you as much as I hate the people upstairs. So we try to keep it early mm-hmm. and we realize the only place that she can like really run around and it's going to sound bizarre is... On our bed is the only open space that we really have for any real kind of yeah. exercise movement. Yeah, because we're not at the point where we could take her off a leash yet and, like, really let her run. I mean, like, we, I'm sure if we took her to the dog park now and, like, let her run around in it, like, I think she'd get the hang of it. You know, especially if we, like, let her play with something and stuff like that. But, um, you know, but I just, she just can't be trusted with other dogs yet, you know? Like, we're still learning kind of, like, and teaching her how to react. And I think we're making really good progress with, like, when we see another dog coming. Because sometimes, like, she barks at them. Yeah. And sometimes and they bark at her, and then that changes the outcome of her whole walk. Well, that's it. It's You can't blame just, like, one dog when a dog is bad. It's just, like, people. Something sets them off. Usually. Right, exactly. You know? I mean, dogs very similar to people in that way where they wake up they know what their job is for the day and they go about to do it but if something jumps out and you know like if your boss or your co-worker or you know your roommate jumps out and gets in your face <laughs> well guess what the rest of your day is going to be you getting in other people's faces which kind of happens with 
dogs in right. general. Right, and those, and, and that actually is the first of our points, like our six points of owning a dog in New York City, like kind of like the things that you come across. Because, you know, we, we've talked about this on the show, especially when we were like, we're, we're thinking about getting a service dog, because we never wanted to have a dog have to live in an apartment like this. Right. Because we were always used to bigger dogs. She is the perfect size for our apartment. Like, I feel like she has good space. I mean, she doesn't have the backyard, of course, but like... But she has the bed. But she has the bed. She has every friggin' place else that she wants to be. And plus, she gets to go for like a lot of really long walks in a really pretty park that we're lucky to live near. Yes, absolutely. And that's stuff that like you don't get downtown. Like, no. especially where it's like, it's it could get busy sometimes, but it's never going to be as busy as like the Greenway downtown, you know, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And, and when we say busy, I mean... Maybe it is 30 people along Riverside that right, you might yeah. run into, like, on a busy day. But usually no more than Yeah, usually it's pretty clip. manageable. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing that, you know, kind of really bugs us about owning a dog in New York City is when you come across these, you know, little aggressive dogs – and, or other dogs, I guess. But, like, a lot of times it's the, the little ones. The majority of times it's, it's like the, the little Na- Napoleon. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. It's like the little, it's like the Napoleon complex. Where these little aggressive dogs, you know, start shit. And, like, and they're allowed to charge towards your dog, wh- whom they usually probably don't know. And then the owners look at you like you're the problem. Every Like, how time? dare you? Like, yep. how dare you let your dog do this? And it was like, your dog came after my dog. Because yeah. I'm doing everything that I can to keep her calm and be like, okay, I don't know how she's going to react. But I think at this point we know she does not like little dogs. And squirrels. And I squirrels. And I was going to say, like, yeah, like, she doesn't like little dogs. She despises squirrels. And there is a corgi that she just plum fucking hates. You've told me that story that she doesn't... And I have never run into this corgi. And this corgi is the happiest little motherfucker I've ever seen. Well, it's corgi, so I mean, I mean, and he just, like, and they do that waddle, like, because they're just so, like, their aerodynamics are just weird. And she just hates this corgi. But when we see him, he, like, automatically wants to come over to her. But sometimes he does come over, like, aggressively. You know, like, like right. with the intent of like whatever, but like a lot of dogs do approach other dogs that way. Very true. Yes. But, you know, in the same respect, it has to be on the owner of the dog to reel the dog in. I mean, you, you know, you can't, you can't have your dog jump into another dog's face, have your dog growl at them and then have the owner look at you like you did something wrong. Right, like your dog is extremely aggressive. Right, reel that shit in. Which brings me to number two. The people who automatically judge us because we're walking a pit bull. Uh, yeah, but I kind of like that. I know, and you've <laughs> talked, and you and you did talk about that. Um, I don't know if it was in the potsy or when we were still having Rolly Pulley Rorty, but like you did, you know, touch on that in, in a past show, um, you know, within the last couple weeks. But... It's it, it kills me because when I see before we had her, like I've been in love with pit bulls for like a really long time, like through these awesome people on Instagram, like the people that I follow that rescue them and stuff. And like they are just the squishiest. I mean, just look at her, despite the fact that she's glaring at us. She is the <laughs> squishiest little thing in the whole wide world. And most of the pit bulls that like we see and we see a lot. I mean, up here, absolutely. Up, we live in Harlem. There's a yes. lot of pit bulls and there's only been like 
one or two that I saw that I was just like, you could tell that his his owner had the attitude and so you know and like that got passed down to him right because like they they were standing on the street corner and like the dog was he was adorable but he just had like this gleam in his eye and he was like standing like at the ready to pounce and it wasn't in like a playful way and then you know the next block you see the squishy little gray one this gray little puppy that like i watched grow up you know that lives like on 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 the street before ours and it's just like it comes down to all it's the owner it's always the owner and it's the same thing with kids it's absolutely no difference between dogs and kids when it comes to how you raise them is Mm -hmm. how they're going to act Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I know inherently pit bulls can or can be vicious. They can be. But at the end of the day, any dog can be vicious. Because it's in their nature. It's right. in every dog's nature. Yeah. I mean, my grandparents had a German Shepherd. You know, and we, I think we did talk about, didn't we touch on this on the show too we, before um, the German Shepherds? A long time ago. A long time ago. All right, because like it's like oh German shepherds are so noble and like they're working dogs and blah 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 because like they're police dogs they're not like fighting dogs or whatever you know because like they're looked at like that but my grandfather was a wonderful dog trainer like his his dogs were behaved like their behavior was mint however one of their dogs bit me on the face you know one of those had a bad day and it was yeah and like but he never really liked me and i think it was just because i was a little little kid right he got along good with my brother but i was much littler than my brother so like the dog didn't like me and then i remember like you know my brother got attacked by a doberman which has also has a really bad rap you know because he was a little kid and he was dicking around with it and it bit him you know so it's like it's it's all in how you own it but like when i see like and i look at people because i'm constantly looking around like what's happening who are you because i walk in the dark well, every morning I mean, it's pitch black every in the morning. day hour you're at work so i mean if it's light out you're not walking the dog you're sitting behind a desk yeah exactly so like i'm always like kind of getting the big picture of like the people that i see and everything so like i'm making eye contact and stuff and people just like look at me and then they look down at her and they give her a dirty look and it's like you don't even know her. Like, like, she is the sweetest creature I've ever met in my life. I get the cautious part of it. I, 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 I understand. Right, people animal strangers may be dangerous. Yeah, but the, the, those aren't the people that have to worry. Usually, those people are smart enough to just, if you're afraid of it, move to the side across the street if i see that you're uncomfortable i'll walk my dog in the street so that right. you're not uncomfortable. Right. But don't be staring at your phone and like walking towards us not paying attention at the last second you look down and see this big fluffy face in front of you and then act like we did something wrong if you're stupid enough not to be looking about what you're walking into maybe you should find the right pit bull to walk into <laughs> just saying. like one of those other ones that i've seen one of those other <laughs> ones exactly and that brings me to number three well, and you don't even know this list, yeah. so I mean, it's you're just, it's like you're reading my mind, Tom. <laughs> we both have the same struggle. I know, right? Because every day we come back and we're usually bitching about like one person at least that we've seen. Yeah. So, you know, the people who don't pick up on the fact that like if I'm standing with her between my legs 
and I'm like holding her because I could tell that she's going to be like, okay, I'm going to react to this dog that's coming toward me. And there's not a chance for me to cross the street because there's cars or, you know, I don't have the option of like getting out of your way to avoid a situation that she's going to bark or, you know, growl or something like that because I don't want somebody to have to do that. But you know, sometimes it happens. So like if I'm standing there, people don't pick up on that. And the other day we were coming back and I had already crossed the street because of a little shit dog coming toward me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, fine. So we crossed the street and what I, and I usually try to see if I could see ahead. If somebody's ahead, coming, man. like you have to look ahead. And to. then, so we cross the street finally. And then as we're coming like halfway down the block, a guy comes out of a building with a pit bull and she was already on edge because she barked at every single dog that we saw because the first dog that she saw went after her and so everything else was like a chain reaction after that so this guy so i pull over onto the side like we have a tree-lined street that we walk her to get to the park Mm -hmm. so you know the trees take up the room on the sidewalk but then when you get past them the sidewalk reopens up so I pulled over onto the side and like I put her between me and the car but then I was kind of like over her like with her between my legs and I'm holding and I bent down because I was trying this new thing where we're telling her to like quiet Uh quiet yeah so like I'm just saying like things like like that into her like directly into her ear so it's just like I'm on her level so it's not like I'm yelling at her and stuff and I'm just like Kona quiet and the guy comes and she's like ramping up and like you could feel her like her you could hear right, her little nails to, they, crying. They try to stay calm, but she tries, but then the guy stops, not like the same distance that you're sitting from me. Like you're sitting like three feet away from me on this ta- at this table. He stops right there, and his dog is like looking at her, and he's not his dog's not doing anything, but she's getting like visible, like more and more like. Rammy like she's and he's just standing and I'm like can you I'm like please like I'm trying to calm her down can you like just you know carry on he immediately starts like bitching at me like you need to control your dog and I'm like I'm trying to you need to not be standing three feet in front of me like you were walking down the hot the sidewalk your dog didn't stop to, to go to the bathroom like you just stood there and stared because like you wanted your dog to come up to my dog like right. in what body like what do you see in this body language that this is a time for you to chat with us and I wasn't right. trying to be a dick but I was like dude like move like I can't I can barely can try to control her right and then but again I was the asshole well, it doesn't matter because everybody's right except for you in those situations. I was saying on Halloween night, um, I took her for a walk. Crazy, crazy how, like, flooded the streets were. Mm-hmm. And not with, like, little kids, like teenagers, you know. And for the most part, they were all just dicking around, doing right. whatever it is teenagers do. I don't care, man. we just blown right through. She's not paying any attention to them. It's a clear cut. We're just, like you said going in between people, going down, like, no problems whatsoever. Except for the fact, until we get to the end of the street, where this group of, like, four kids are sitting on the sidewalk, and now there is absolutely no room room to get past them without stepping because over it them was for the under, most part. Because there's a building that has scaffolding up, right? right? It was there? Yeah, so you couldn't okay. even see them until you were, like, kind of stuck in this thing. And now there's people coming up behind me. There's nobody in front of me with the exception of these kids sitting on the sidewalk. And there's no way to get off the sidewalk because of the scaffolding, scaffolding there. I couldn't climb over it with her. Right. So I'm like, 
are you kidding me? So we're walking, and as we're getting closer, they're just looking at me, and I'm like, look, man, we're just going straight through. It's what it is. So we just went through quickly, and after we passed, Kona slowed down, turned around, and looked at them. Because she's nosy. Every time you pass somebody sitting on a stoop, getting out of a car, doing anything, anything, anybody you pass, she sniffs. She's like, hey, what's up? Like, she wants to know what you're doing. Because what are you eating? Exactly. They're eating. Exactly. That's what she thinks when she walks up to them. That scared the shit out of me, and I just looked at her face, and I was like, did she just talk? Because if that's the voice she has, she's going back. <laughs> no. You know, it's too late. She ain't ever going back. But but that was what she looked like. She just looked back like, what are you guys eating? Because they were just sitting on the ground. Yeah. And, and they were on her level. Right. And she was past them already. Mm-hmm. But the fact she turned around, the, the one girl gets up, and she goes and says. Wait, she got up? Yeah. Oh, wow. She got up, and she goes and says, what are you getting your dog in my face for? And I guess she just expected that I was going to keep on walking, but there's the advantage to having a pit bull. I was in I'm a confrontational walk mood. Around. I turned around and I was like, excuse me? And then she was like, why are you, she goes, why is your dog getting in my face? I'm like, why is my dog getting in your face? And I'm like, why are you sitting on a sidewalk? And I'm like, where did you expect us to go? I'm like, don't you have an apartment? And the girl's like, what'd you say? And then her boyfriend stepped in and was like, settle down, settle down. And I was like, you're kidding, right? Not to me. Right, 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 yeah. And I was just like, I was like, you are kidding, right? And then I just, I was like, come on, let's go. And then I pulled her and she just trotted along down the hill. And I was just thinking like. And you're probably seething like the whole walk because of it. I I would be too. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I'm like going, you are putting yourself in danger and I'm responsible for it. Right, exactly, exactly. Because, like, if she had, like, like smacked at her or something like that and Kona bit her, like, you would be held responsible I, I for an idiot sitting in the middle of a sidewalk, which is, number one, disgusting, but number two, it's like, what the hell is wrong with you? It's a public sidewalk. Get the fuck out of the way. Well, that's the thing. It's kind of like every, like, semi-confrontation that I have ever had was because people didn't know how to to walk on a sidewalk. It's called a sidewalk. Not side sit your ass down and like have me have to step <laughs> over you. If I wanted to go like, you know, on a... We have talked about these issues before with Tom's anger issues about sidewalk stoppers and stair stoppers, which are just horrible. Like I tell somebody off at least once a day about walking down the stairs of the subway with cell phones. Like I missed a train the other day because a guy was walking with not one but two. He was checking not one but two cell phones. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? And I missed an empty express at rush hour. Oh, I was fit to be tied. Oh, I have no doubt. <laughs> but I mean, these people, I mean, seriously, man, like it's, you just got to use common sense. It's kind of like us, you and I making, you know, concessions for bicyclists. We hate you motherfuckers. We hate bicyclists. I hate them so with a passion. Bad. Oh, my God, I hate bicyclists. And I've covered, you know, being, you know, reporting for New York City, like, I cover a lot of bike things. Because biking is extremely popular here. We're an extremely bike-friendly city. And to a lot of bicycle advocates, some that I very much enjoy talking to, I respect what they do. But, like, you don't respect any sort of law law that you are supposed to you are a you are technically a vehicle kona and i were walking one morning 
and I think it was like one of the later days because the sun was out. So like okay. it was like so the sun was out. Usually the sun doesn't come out until we like get home. But this day it must have been a weekend or something. And we were crossing Riverside Drive. We had the white, or you know, we had the the yellow or right. you know, whatever the light, the yeah, light to the, go. We had the yeah, light. The yeah. walk guy. Little yeah. Walk. Thank you. Yeah. So we had the walk guy. As we were just about to cross, like just we were like three, four, five feet from the sidewalk. Right. A group of three asshole cyclists in their like racing gear and helmets and all their bullshit Who just fucking ain't racing. speed by. They just like speed past. The cars are stopped and they just keep going. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, hey, asshole. I'm like, you have a red light. And he's like, you shouldn't be there. And I'm like, I have the right yeah, of you way. You shouldn't be in the crosswalk. And I'm like... Ugh. And I, and I almost wish that they would have hit me or something just so I could beat the shit out of them. I will kill somebody. Yeah, like, I, and I was just like, if I didn't, like, I, oh my gosh, like, if I didn't have her and was worried about her, like, I think I would have thrown myself at their wheels or something like that. Because I'm going to do a lot more damage to you, buddy, because I am way bigger than you. You think so? <laughs> if you if you hurt her that bad, you don't think she's going to do more damage? Like, if, she, <laughs> if those chompers are going, you are in trouble. That's all I got to say. But yeah, it's so, I mean, obviously, a cyclist are like a whole different <laughs> animal. Yeah. I don't even know how we, we got, got on that We got to back off that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, you know, so the so the one morning we're standing down um halfway down to the river where we usually do our business. And I'm sitting there and I'm always looking around, especially because I'm usually by myself. There's not usually that many people. There's like one runner who I see every day who like acknowledges me and so it's like, okay, this guy's here and I know he's going to run up and down a couple times. So I'm like, okay, He's here, like, that's cool. Like, I think this guy might help me if something happens or whatever. But the one morning, we're sitting there, and it was, like, foggy, and it was just about to rain. And she's, like, she's finishing her business, and I'm always, like, looking around. Number one, because there's always, like, a smell of a skunk. There's always squirrels. There's raccoons and shit that are down there. So I always try to keep my eyes peeled for, like, anything that's going to, like, catch her eye and, like, have her, like, take off with me, at her, you know, at the behind her, you know? Right. So I see this dog, this like scrappy, scruffy dog come flying down the ramp and he runs over to like the other apart across from where we are, where like there's another tree and there's always squirrels and stuff. And he like runs up to the tree and he looks up and I was just like, oh shit. I'm like, this is a fucking like wild dog or something. (laughs) And I was like, where the fuck is his owner? Because you never know. Like, again, animal strangers may mean danger. So it's like, what happens if this feral dog goes after her right like and i'm complete like again like i said it's 6 30 in the morning i'm completely alone mm-hmm. and that's then, why i think you need a shock baton okay whatever okay santa has your list huh right. just chill out so <laughs> so i'm, I'm sitting there and i'm like where the fuck is this dog's owner and then the dog like flies over to where we are because he starts chasing the squirrel that is running in front of Kona now. So I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. So now I'm going to have to deal with my dog going after a squirrel, going after like this dog who's running rampant. And then who do I see coming slowly, as slow as molasses, a woman holding the leash that her dog should fucking be on? Oh, yeah. But again, you know that that is another thing. What do you, how, I get it. You're walking with your dog. Your dog's going to heal your, next yeah, to you. Yeah, your dog like right is a good dog. Good for you. Great. Your dog's running all around because you think it's safe. 
it's never safe here. There's always somebody around a turn. You let your dog off a leash and it bites somebody, unless it ran away, you deserve the fucking lawsuit that that you're gonna be a part of. Right, but again, if God forbid something happened, and like Kona reacted to this dog, and this dog got bit or something like that, who do you think is gonna look worse in the courtroom? Our dog. Well, yeah, because it's a pit bull, so that's even though she was completely leashed and was through no fault of her own that this dog came like flying up. So the woman like whistled and the dog went over, and then she like gives me this dirty look, and I'm just like, "What does that look for?" <laughs> and she's like, "Well, I mean, like," and I'm like, "What?" No. And I said, "Put your dog on I a said, leash. That's it. The I- end." I'm the one that had the dog on the leash. Right. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, and you have to be prepared to actually say shit to these people. Because you're going to pass them over and over again. So I've come to the point where now if I pass, well, I mean, even for the last maybe two weeks or so, like if I pass somebody and they're doing something stupid in front of the dog, I'll like basically say like, do you not see the dog here? Just to call them out on it. And then I see the same people and they make it a point not to be a part of us because they know they're going to get called out on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And it was just like, and I was, I just couldn't believe that she like looked at me like that. And it was just like, how dare you? And I'm like, who's the one that didn't have the dog on the leash? And I'm like, it was you. And she just like, she was like, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Okay. I'm like, next time, I'm like, there are a couple big ass dogs and shit that are like very angry here. So I hope one day that your dog runs past them and let's see what happens. Like, I don't wish ill on any dog, of course, but it's like, screw yeah, you. There are some up. Big, There's big some bigger strokes. Sure. And finally, our final yeah. point about our complaint. Is it a point? I think it's mostly like our six complaints about owning yeah, a dog. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like every show is basically our complaints about <laughs> and then fill in the blank. We're complainers. What can I say? The High Regard Show this week, we bitch about. <laughs> well, that is technically why we kind of started it. Like to be creative and to complain. Well, I think the two C's. is just so in our DNA. And look at that. Now that makes it a trifecta, doesn't it? What? The two C's? <laughs> Wait, what's the second? What's the third one? You, my dear. You're the third C. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's see who will be dead for next week's show. <laughs> that wasn't a good one. Well, I tried. You know, in the heat of the Any, moment, anything, I just, anything it's to new. defer. It's all, it's all new technology. <laughs> I was, I was anyway. The situation. Yeah, you sure were. I think you were intensifying it. So, of course, then there's those assholes who don't clean up after their dogs. Man, look, I don't know how you feel about it. When I take her down there, I get it. She's an animal. She has to poop, and. Sometimes when she does, it'll be like, you know, she likes her privacy. But we likes, don't need to get into specifics. But it likes to, she likes to be in this one corner that mm-hmm. they just put this weird little fence around to kind of keep people out. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it does because so many people were just destroying the park area, yeah. throwing yeah, bottles Yeah, this beautiful over place. It. There's like broken glass all the time. and Food wrappers everywhere. Chicken bones. I mean, just... She loves her chicken bones. She loves her chicken. She could find them everywhere. It's an endless supply of chicken bones in this little part of the park. How they get there without, like, boxes or napkins or anything is beyond me. But that's the thing, too, because I see that stuff in the morning. Like, and somebody must go and clean this shit up because there are mornings where, like, I will see, like, just 
empty food containers sitting on benches. There are literally, for every 10 benches is a garbage can. Like every oh, 10 benches is a garbage can. There are so garbage cans. many garbage cans. Yep. So like we'll see poop on the sidewalk. Yep. Like piles, like horse-sized piles of poop on the sidewalk. Like on the sidewalk in front of people's homes. We came home one night and there was like a pile in front of our door. And it was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's like, just pick it up. And like, believe me, there. Like when we were getting, when we decided to have this conversation, like I never had to pick up for after a dog. Very rarely. I mean, we used to let Zach like poop out by our pool, like in the winter yeah, and stuff like that. Woods. But we had, but <sighs> we had woods. Like so, we walked him along a dirt road, and we never ever picked up because nobody walked on the, the side of the dirt right. road. Yeah, well, like nobody was, was doing it. Too, yeah, so, exactly. I mean... So like we never ever picked up after him, except for like you know after the winter like before this spring thaw and stuff when we would be like it is like 10 feet of snow outside go out by the pool like we'd make right. a little path and be like good luck so that was one of my main concerns because like i am very very like anal retentive about my hands i think like i hate when but like honestly it doesn't even it's like whatever it sucks to pick up dog poop but if you wait a couple minutes it's like okay whatever you pick it up there's a garbage can 10 feet away who gives a shit right. literally but we see people that just do it all over. Then we see people that just leave the bags. Like you're taking the time to bag it and then you just leave it there. Yeah, it's like there is literally, like seriously, you seriously 100% cannot go more than 50 feet without hitting a garbage. There are so, there are so many garbage cans. It's obnoxious. It's kind of just like, look, we're just going to keep putting garbage. The more glass you throw down here, the more food you throw down here, we're just going to keep putting garbage bags just to show how stupid you people are. I feel like that's what right, they wind yeah. up doing. Yeah. It's like more of a sarcastic thing at this point because it's so over the top how many garbage cans there are. It's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, and then they have like these like solar sensors on them too. Some of them, yeah. So that like they blink and stuff like that. So it's like if it's in the dark, like you can see it. Yeah. And then there's been for like the last couple days on top of one of the garbage cans, people have been leaving their bag of dog poop on top of the garbage can. Oh, yeah. I've seen that too during the day. Makes absolutely no... On top of the solar panel. Yeah. Yeah. And like I was saying, I feel bad now that she has to walk over that fence because they did it all up. I make sure it is immaculate when I leave there. Like, immaculate. And I'll be like cleaning up everything, making sure there is nothing left. Right. But at the same time... I'm feeling bad about it. I'm looking at fucking shit everywhere. Like, like it's ridiculous. It's unbelievable yeah, it's that just, I feel bad with this, yeah. considering that other people are just so ignorant when yeah, it comes to this. Yeah, people are just, people are disgusting. And, you know, and that's just something that you have to contend with. And then you get people, like, so when you're in a park like this and you see, and people see your dog doing their business, they're going to give you a look because it's like, oh, you're not going to pick up after your dog because, like, they're not going to stick around to make sure that you are. Right, and it's like going, no, dude, I'm going to pick up my stuff. Worry about your fucking self. Yeah. This is what the world has to do at this point in time. We're in a place where you have to fucking worry about yourself. Damn. Exactly, exactly. But other than all of these complaints that we have, yeah, dog ownership in New York City is absolutely wonderful because we love her. Well, that's just because it's her, though, too. True. So, well, there you have it. So, um... You want to go into the potsy? I do want to go into the potsy. I want to go nice and deep in the potsy. 
the Potsy doesn't know if he wants you in him right now. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend is all. <laughs> So here we are, officially week two of the party. Yeah, yeah. The party. I would say week two, and um, interesting. We kind of debated on whether or not we should talk about tonight's subject at a party, and we weren't really sure because you know certain things have a stigma to them, and you don't know. Like a pit bull. Like a pit bull. So I figured if we're going to go the pit bull route and have a stigma about the things we do anyway. Why not just push the envelope a little bit more? Let's do it. So today, after talking to my doctor back and forth for the last week, um, and as most of you know, we're in New York City. For the new listeners, we're in New York City. Um, In talking to my doctor, we were talking about the different medications that I was on, and one of my concerns is I don't want to be on, you know, the amount of medications that I'm on. Sure, right. You're on a lot. Like, you take more than, like, any grandparent I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like, we wanted to get you one of those, like, grandparent, like, day pill things because it ta- it takes you, like, 10 minutes to, like, get all your pills oh, together. yeah, absolutely. So we were, like, looking at to get you, like, one of those, like, week-long, like, pill, what do you call them? Like, yeah, se- like, like the, containers the that, like, yeah. separates them. And... You take so many that they wouldn't even fit into like the one for like the like seeing impaired ones, like the people who are like, like, like those big, huge ones. Like it wouldn't even fit into that. Yeah, I honestly there there was none big enough to do the amount of pills. So it's like going shit, man. It's a lot of pills. And I, I don't know, man. I just think that anybody with any kind of sense would just look at it and just be like. Nobody should be on like 14 pills for breakfast and then like another six more later on, you know, before bed. So in an effort to try to get those down, I started asking my doctor, like, what can I start weaning off? Because, you know, is there anything that I can stop taking to get some time back in a day and not make that my first meal of the day, honestly, (laughs) quite honestly. And um, because your tiny tummy gets you full. Yeah. So she had in our discussions said, you know. We can maybe get you off the antidepressants, which I'm on, mm-hmm. part of the POTS. We can get you off the anxiety medication, which you're on, part of the POTS. And it just so happens that one of the um, kidney stone medications that I'm on, which is not pot related, POTS related, but, oh, is the cat out of the bag? <laughs> if I got a mar- if I got legalized for a marijuana script card here mm-hmm. in New York City. Right. Not an easy task, as you know. There are very specific health conditions that you must have, mm-hmm. and she didn't even know if POTS was going to be one of them. So it was kind of just like go talk to this other doctor who, you know, prescribes this and see what he thinks and whether or not he thinks that you're eligible based on all of your sim- symptoms. Right, and oddly enough, POTS was not related to the medical medical marijuana list in New York City. However, in going through my charts and stuff, um, we did find out that one of the things that is, is 
you know, a, a, a vast amount of weight loss. Mm-hmm, which is what you had with your bariatric surgery. Which is probably what set off the POTS. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it kind of should be legalized for POTS because it is, but through a weird loophole. Like, it's the same thing. Like, you're saying, like, it's legal for, for what leads to it, but it's not legal for it. It's very, very, very strange how it works out. Wait, so it's legal to buy it? But it's not legal to sell it? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's so, my favorite scene. <laughs> um, yeah, well, the watch is mine. So uh, it, it's it's just so strange, and they just make it, like, really difficult. But in talking to the doctor, he's, like, going, look, you know, the only thing that you would be eligible for is, you know, for the weight loss that you had because I'm beyond now what I should be just about. Right. Like, now I'm we don't know when the weight loss is going to stop. I don't look as small, I feel like, thanks to walking the dog and stuff. I feel like I'm starting to get some muscle back. Right. But I'm still losing weight, and that should not be the case at this point in time. So he was like, all right. He goes and says, we can submit and see if you can get a script for that reason. Um, but, you know, in my head, I'm picturing it like everything is going to be like California where they just have like all of these jars and you pick out the kind you want and it's not that for New York it's not City, fun <laughs> no no for, yeah exactly for New York City it's vape pens um patches pills that you put on pills and um like a liquid thing that you can like put drops under your tongue this is what I've seen research wise this is what mm-hmm. I spoke what to you and your doctor talked doctor about talked yeah about. I have not been to the dispensary yet because I just got the cert certification today and then I had to submit it to the state to see if I'd get approved my doctor also submitted it to the state by the time I got home I was already approved by the state and I just gotta wait for the card to show up so legalized you are and the weird thing is is that even though this is treating me for the weight loss the additional benefits of it are no more antidepressants mm-hmm. no more anxiety medication no more kidney stone medication like it's it's kind of like it's I'm a magical getting, weed i'm seriously getting multiple multiple vet benefits from which, one thing as opposed from one thing where which you had to take you know three four pills for and now i'm taking one yeah so i mean it, it It'll be interesting to see how the shows go from here on out now. <laughs> that we are literally the high regard show. In, in but I mean, you know, the reason why I mentioned this in the potsy is because I know no matter what, until it becomes 100% completely legal across the board for everything. As There's, it should be. As it should be. But people are going to judge no matter what. And until, you know... I guess people of my generation and younger start getting into the ranks of, you know, higher management mm-hmm. or Will politics or see, yeah. like, all right, there are certain benefits to it. And again, I haven't started it yet. I will let you know what it's like mm-hmm. when I start it. But unfortunately, to this point, I'm going to have to have to bury it in this segment. I just feel like for em- employment safety. You know, even though it's legal, in my head I'm thinking it could be something that I have to worry about. So I'm just gonna, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll let's see what happens. It. And I mean, it'll be a journey that will go on together. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> oh, is that how it works? <laughs> 
But I mean, it'll just No, be... officer. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> it's contact high. I promise. <laughs> I was just smelling his pills. <laughs> but even if, I mean, I think that, you know, it's just kind of, without having started, like I said, it's just kind of incredible to think that one thing can technically, I mean, hypothetically, be a cure for so many other things. So... Right, and it's definitely something that, you know, I think some people are getting on board with. And, you know, as more things come out, like, you hear these people that have chronic pain. Like, I would give anything for my mom to be able to smoke pot so that she could just not even smoke pot or, like, just do, you know, have medical marijuana, have access to that. Because she is in so much pain all the time. And, like, that is not – and we both know what that's like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the worst. It is not it's good. Like, it is sentence, exactly. Basically. It it is the one of the worst things in the world that you like could possibly go through is living with chronic, debilitating pain. And if there's something that could help you just ease your mind about the pain, and also help you just relax because relaxation is so important to managing pain. Right. I think she would. I think it would be such a good benefit for her. And you and I have talked about it. And I told you that during the holidays, you know, now that this is like official and stuff like that, I'm sure by the time Thanksgiving comes, I will have already been at the dispensary. Because today I get the card. I'm going to be like down there, like, what can I try? Merry Christmas to me. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you know, the doctor even said, I was like, well, what should I get? Should I get the pills? Should I get, you know, the vape? And he was like, the way it works is he goes, I prescribe it, I recommend what you're going to go on he goes and says your you know your choices are either high thc or high which is you know more for like anxiety depression right. stuff like that weight gain um or high cbd which is for pain right or a combination of both but those pills he said are very very strong so he goes and says i'm going to recommend that you just go on high thc he goes to just chill you out allow you to sleep allow you to slow down get your head thinking straight mm-hmm. he goes but he goes, you know, you also have to realize that when you start doing this, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to fix everything. And he goes and says, it has the ability to fix these different things, you know, right, depression, anxiety, right. eating. He goes, but there's no guarantee it is. He goes, you know, there just hasn't been enough studies. So... It'll be interesting to like report on that aspect of it too. Is great now that you got it. Does right. it actually do anything compared to you know? I'll know in a week if the antidepressant isn't working. Once right, I'm exactly. Off it, so. Yeah, no. But I mean, again, you know, to that end, since we got Kona, your personality and your demeanor has changed considerably. Like well, I'm in fighting shape. Well, you're okay, okay. Yeah, exactly. You're in you're in fighting shape, and you're obsessed with her. I'm a little bit obsessed with her. Like completely obsessed with her. I plead to the fifth. point fifth <laughs> to the point where you handed me a box that came to the door the other day, and you were like, "Oh my god, I ordered you something," and I was like, <sighs> "Holy shit!" I'm like, Tom never gets me surprises like this that come in the mail. That's awesome. So I open it up and I look at it, and I'm like. What the hell is this? And it was a Wi-Fi camera so that in the rare instances when Tom has to be away from Kona, he can watch her actions. And you can too. You're welcome. 
You are one lucky broad. I sure am, especially that day when you went to the doctor and Kona and I were home alone and I hear Wi-Fi cam connected. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. And I texted you and I was like, are you watching us right now? And you were like, no, I'm literally sitting in the doctor's office, like in the gown. And I was like... Okay, how do I unplug this? <laughs> yeah, that was a little creepy. That was a little creepy. And I was just sure. like, are you fucking kidding me? So now we have this like thing that people can like get into, so I'm very wary about it. However, you had the appointment today and she was yeah. alone for like 2 hours before I got home and you texted me and you were like, "Just so you know, she's laying in your spot on the couch, eating her bowl, <laughs> eating her bully stick." And she was it was so cute to see her. She was just sitting there like alone wagging her tail chewing on it then we got home and she looked so sad i'm like man you're so full of shit i saw you on camera i know you were having like a good time without us i would give anything to be in the apartment alone yeah i'm sorry that's reserved for vip <laughs> i guess so i guess so i can't even tell you the last time i was like in this apartment like alone i think mine was this afternoon <laughs> <laughs> but anyways so i guess it's pretty ironic that the name of this segment is the potsy yeah right <laughs> the potsy it, squared <laughs> it's all starting to make sense now the high regard show the potsy like it's all <laughs> do with the clues what you will god <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn you talk about a change of direction <laughs> yeah so i guess that's this week's segment eh? a <laughs> <laughs> and with that comes an end to another week's show. <laughs> okay, so end it. Let's go. All right, I was waiting. I was like going, wait a minute. Are you I never get to talk. Right now? No. God damn. I never get to talk, like lead us out. So I was just deferring to the master Well, Tom. I was looking at you the way you wanted to do it. And then I was like, okay, you look like you're chomping at the bit. And they didn't say anything. I'm like, know, what the hell are you doing? You know you I have lost... a hot mic, right? I do know I have a hot mic. And I just like lost my steam. <laughs> oh, my God. Well... Why don't you help Nikki find her steam by writing to the High Regard Show at highregardshow at gmail.com and you can always check out the progress of finding Nikki's steam at highregardshow.com. And you could always see how Nikki's steam is doing on social media by checking the High Regard Show on all outlets. There you have it, everybody. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Uh, what? Uh, what? 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 And don't forget to keep up, <laughs> with, keep up with the Kona, the Kona persona on social media. Kona, I feel like, has, she's going to have more followers than me in like a couple of weeks, probably. Yeah. Like, I'm she's like, gaining momentum with her cuteness. Who are these people who are following her? We have a video of her in her Halloween costume, which was a taco, because oh. her dad's nickname in high school was Taco. Yeah, he wasn't smoking then, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but that's this week's show. Thank you so much for listening. Good night, everybody. Good night. Costume. No.